Good afternoon. My name is Dale Marshall, and I want to welcome you to the Kitchen Sink Podcast. I have Abigail Walcott on my right. I have Kimberly Case right in front of me, and I have Natasha Marshall to my left. So, um, again, thank you for joining us. So, you know, again, we always have tons and tons of conversations in between the podcast, and then we go, why are we not recording? So we are recording. And so the topic today is Miss Kimberly Case. Bah, 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 bah. Well, I asked the question, it was, and, and it was how do you feel about including LGBTQIA issues in um, racial injustice issues together under the banner of civil rights? And because I don't think that they belong there, I think that there are two separate issues. And I, and I have some really strong feelings about it um, with regards to everybody else's, it seems like they have had advancement off of the backs of civil rights, but the people who started the civil rights movement. Um, it's just, it, I see the LGBTQIA, and yes, they absolutely should have civil rights. They are entitled to certain provisions under the law. I don't, I'm not trying to take that away from them, but I don't think it should be lumped together was like I sat through a train. I, I asked because I sat through a training this past week about affirming of affirming LGBTQIA patients, and the guy who did the presentation used quotes from Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you couldn't use Marsha P. Johnson. You couldn't use Harvey Milk. You couldn't use any number of LGBTQIA gender fluid, um, opposite presenting individuals to state your position in that community, the, the position of, of their respective communities. You bring out Martin Luther King quotes and I'm like, this is a black heterosexual Baptist minister from the South and you're using his quotes for civil rights. And the community that he represented because they killed him. Um, The community he represented and the community he marched and fought for has not achieved any of those provisions Mm -hmm. under that same banner, and yet you're able to talk about the things that you all have been able to accomplish legislatively under civil rights. And and I don't know, I felt felt a way about it. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring it to the rest of the group. Am I, like, how do you guys feel about that? feel the same way about it. Um, it. It's such a sensitive topic. And as soon as you oppose it, it's, it, it's like they want to make you feel, certain people want to make you feel like somehow you're hating or mm-hmm. against that community or population. It's not that at all. I really have a lot of respect for them and all human beings. Right. And, and 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 that's really the truth from the bottom of my heart. When I see them, I'm not, you know how they say, I don't see color. So, I, I, but that's the thing. Right. A lot of individuals make it very clear. It's like they're, some people are wearing it on their sleeve. And, and some of that is by choice. Some of that is by choice. And I, and I guess maybe they don't want to be in the closet, right? And they and they don't want to be hiding. They don't, and they they just 
they just want to be who they are. And and the thing is, I want to be, I can't ever be in a closet, number one. I don't right. get to, I don't have. Not racially. Not right. racially, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have the luxury of being in the closet. Right. Um, isn't it all by choice? Isn't you what all know, by choice? You don't know their LGB, whatever status, and mm-hmm. what they say. Versus African-Americans, you can clearly see on our skin right we are for most of us yes but i'm thinking for like unless they're they're announcing it like you said they're wearing it you don't know 100 percent of the time you can't i can't look at somebody and say oh you're gay or you're this or you're that Mm -hmm. i can't look at you and tell that i mean that that is one aspect of it but for me i think it was more about like but they're not the same issues and they don't need to be conflated because i feel like in some ways it undermines the issues that black people are are experiencing that are specifically racially motivated but you're like oh somebody was mad at me because i wore rainbow hair to work and i'm like yeah i get it but like this person is making comments about like the, the microaggressions that i'm dealing with are not like black women have issues with hair as well like you guys are we're still passing laws giving me the right to wear my hair as it grows out of my head mm-hmm. like that is something that just happened what last year you're talking about the right to dye your hair and be considered professional i'm talking about the white the right to wear my afro or my braids mm-hmm. and still being considered professional um you you know it may be in the handbook on about not dyeing your hair or having what they call unnatural colors mm-hmm. but like you're literally telling me my hair the way that it grows out of my head is not good enough and that is an affront to me to my person not to my choice we're not talking about my choice to dye my hair any color we're talking about my that is my person that's how i came here that is a personal attack at that point and they're not the same thing and they shouldn't be treated the same and i think that's the that's where a lot of the arguments come between the lgbtqia community and the, I guess you would want to say the Christian community mm-hmm. and the fact that they use Martin Luther King's world words to try to assimilate themselves with civil rights. Mm-hmm. Because if you take the wording out of it, what he's saying is to be treated equally. It does go with them, but it also goes to the fact that we didn't have a choice to be mm-hmm. black, brown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know the argument in the past is for were you born that way or did you choose to be that way and that will always be the argument to them how i preferably don't choose to figure out if you was born whatever you choose that's what you choose if you believe that way you believe that way but in bringing up his quotes to assimilate that argument with being part of you know the reason why you used his quotes is basically to say that you're trying to make assimilation between his words and your beliefs and your rights for being part of that community is you're trying to make that assimilation with the two which you really can't you can't because we didn't choose to be black and we and we can't hide being black and we can't switch it off and on right you know it's not a secret oh she's black (laughs) like it's not everybody not to get the pushback though the pushback is going to be that i didn't uh choose to be gay i'm I'm not and i'm not Mm, asking and i'm not and i so that is that's natasha but 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 the one difference with that is you have people that are formerly that 
that say they're no longer that. Mm -hmm. So you can't dispute that. We don't have people that are for, worth black and are no longer black. Now they can drink the tonic or put on the, the, cream. the cream or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're still, you might be a lighter complexion, but you're still black. But in their scenario, uh, that was just a, a whatever, whatever they call it. I don't want to misquote and mm -hmm. make anyone upset, mm -hmm. but you do have a popular a segment of people that said they once were and they no longer are. Mm -hmm. So that, that right there alone, and that's your people that's doing that. That's not somebody from the outside that said that. So if you can have somebody say, oh, well, when I was a teenager, I felt that way, but I no longer feel that way as an adult, mm -hmm. then you can't compare the two because you can go in your own community. People have gone from saying that they are to they're not. I can't go from being black today to not being black tomorrow. Oh, I can't go in front of my boss today and says, yes, I am. And then tomorrow be like, oh, I didn't say that and switch up. I can't switch my voice today to sound like Natasha and then go sound like Nigel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't have that option as a black woman. Just what you were saying also, um, you know, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, when that, the LGBTQT, and I can't get all of the letters. I apologize. It's LGBTQIA. Thank you. I just PK. feel like when they do speak up and when they advocate for themselves, I, I feel like more people listen. Right. And I feel like uh, things are done very swiftly. Like whenever they, they have a concern or issue, things start moving. And I just feel like when we have an issue or concern, it's like, what's the problem now? Because what they is, have people in higher places that are- It's not just that, that there's are, an no, no, that are, that are clothed. There's people that are in power that are that, but we don't know. Why don't we know? Because they go to work every day, dressed and looking the part, but they sit in those chairs and they don't divulge that they are who they and, are. And I get that part because it's it's not my business. I don't need to know who you are. I, I, don't I think either. it's the I think it's the intersectionality because you can be a white male and gay. You can be a white female and gay. You can be a trans individual and want to be recognized of any of any race, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's the intersectionality. Like they carry so listen. Black people make up less than 15% of the population. So our issues are not heard, which is why attaching LGBTQIA issues to black civil rights or racial racial civil rights is, is a challenge because it really undermines what we need as a group of people. Because, all the, because I see LGBTQIA issues getting consideration and it's being billed as civil rights, as civil rights legislation. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, black people are still fighting for equality in jobs, just as they have been since 1953. Okay. They're attached to us. Are we attached to them? Well, I'll ask, listen, I'm not going to answer that question because I'm not a part of their community. What I will ask is, what was the response when all of these black trans women came up missing in Washington, D.C.? Mm. Where were they? Crickets. Where where is the response from? Where is the community coming? Where is the community? Where is the community? When we talk about the the homeless population, the 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 black LGBTQIA youth 
homeless population because largely in the black community, we don't agree with that lifestyle. And those children end up turned out, those youth end up turned out on the street homeless because they they share with their families mm-hmm. th- their identity or their orientation or all of that language. I don't want to, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm simply saying they present their truth to their family and their families receive that that information how they see fit and then those kids end up a lot of them end up homeless mm-hmm. what is the what is the lgbtqia community's response to those youth what have we seen what have we seen it's not it's to the white male females not not to the black not to the minority Part of me. I mean, main I don't hear. So I do feel like there is, a, there seems to be a general acceptance. There seems to be confirmation bias is a thing, and I'm acknowledging that. There seems to be an acceptance of masculine presenting or black men who identify as gay into the LGBTQIA community. And not so much, I don't see a lot of Latinx representation in that community. I don't see a lot, uh, I don't see a lot of. I'm not saying there are none. Right. I'm saying that I don't see a lot of. Like, and so my thing is like, where, where are you all on race, like on the intersection yourselves? Mm-hmm. Like you, you're putting, you are interjecting yourself into, into the civil rights discussion, but I don't see you saying, Hey, this is a violation of Black people's civil rights. This is a violation of Latino civil rights. This is a this is a violation of like like I don't see the LGBTQIA community coming out in large numbers to support what what I what I have seen gay and Republican signs. Mm. Not that the two are you know diametrically opposed. I'm just saying, right? So I don't see a lot of LGBTQIA response to racial civil rights needs of I, any I group. don't. I, I hear what you say. And so and I, I totally feel like it, I feel like it undermines them because it's being billed is civil rights legislation. And black people are still like saying, hey, like we can't get an anti-lynching law passed. Like it's still legal to lynch black people. We cannot yeah. get hate speech, oh you guys use nigger in your own rap songs. So we can't mm-hmm. get hate speech legislation passed. You are getting shit passed overnight. Yeah. And black people are looking around like, ain't that what we said in our legislation that we wrote two years ago? That we, you know, we've been struggling to get. But I don't see you all come out in an overwhelming majority to support things that will improve civil rights overall. So my because black folks did civil rights, that was the civil rights movement, I think they need their own stuff. So I don't know if if black people need to shift from civil rights to human rights. Mm. Dick Gregory said we needed to stop asking for civil rights. We needed to demand mm-hmm. human rights, and we needed to go to the WHO and the UN and and outline the police brutality, the social injustices, like not being able to plant enough trees in the black community to address things like asthma and poor air quality. Mm-hmm. Like we need to go to higher organizations outside of the United States and declare these a human rights violations. Let them have civil rights. And that's funny. I, I it had to have been um, that uh, documentary that I mentioned two podcasts ago. 
that they talked about that mm -hmm. going above yeah you know um the united states right seeking help outside, outside of the of united here. states yeah like if we're gonna because they Listen, it's not that I don't love the United States because I know the first thing will be like, well, why are you here? To, like you're going to get better whatever. in Africa. Yeah, and all that. And all that not, that's not the solution, though. It's not. And, and the thing is, because you're Malcolm saying X rather than be accountable for what you're problem. doing here, I need problem. to just run. Like, it's a, like yeah. no, you did this to me and you need to, you need to face it. And it is a human problem. Yeah. And I'm a human and I have a right to be treated fairly and kindly and humanely on whatever continent I put my feet on. I, I agree. Like I should be able to to I should be home wherever I choose to wherever go. And, I and, choose we're, to be and home. we're not and we're not even not home in the place here. where we're born. We're not even treated like this is our home. We're just constantly treated like an outsider. Right. And no, I don't I don't see it every day and I don't necessarily feel it every day, but it's still there. Right. But I, I observe it through other people. Not that I have not experienced it. But still, there is some demonstration of it going on in some part of this country or in some other country. So I was watching a documentary, um, and they were showing, like, I didn't know what was going on in Sudan. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so I'm because like... Because the world news doesn't report so much stuff until it's, we're so far mm -hmm. in um, yeah. that it's, a, it's an issue. But those are human rights those violations. Are human rights, and yeah. so what, I think the thing that, that really gets me, so kind of tying in with the... LGBTQIA kind of co-opting the civil rights movement like they do. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We come up because the Me Too movement was not about um, sexual impropriety in Hollywood. That was Tawana Burke's thing. And it was about the the high level of sexual violence in the black community yeah. to women, you know, 18 and, you know, the, like she had a specific age group or whatever. I don't want to misquote her information, but that that whole thing got co-opted by yeah. like but they hijack everything they, they hijack they, everything. everything and that is what happens that has what that is what has happened with civil rights before we started recording natasha brought up white women being considered a minority because you know what it essentially hijacked the affirmative action movement because they got to say oh yeah i'm white but i'm a woman so i'm a minority and white women have benefited more from affirmative action than, than any other group Black people have still, we still haven't benefited. You know why? Because they they change, they move the goalposts exactly. all the time, all the time, all the time. And so we're just always like, okay, well, that was the finish line and now it's not. And now the playing field was kind of starting to level out and now now it's not. And so um, white women going into business now qualify for small business loans, minority business, like money that would have gone into black communities had we had actual fair access to it but that is like splitting the vote i think they came in yeah. and they they co-opted that and 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 then just by relation co-opted those resources um so like it's a it's a thing and i think that we're talking about what happened in sudan and you're going to have places like the uk in the us get all upset about what's going on in sudan and talk about the human rights violation meanwhile BAME individuals in the UK die in larger numbers than black individuals in the US or not, and nobody is addressing that like we are suffering and I haven't lived in the UK in a while so I want you know but we are suffering in the US still yeah not having full and equal access not having full and equal representation not having full and equal respect 
under the law. Like, it's ridiculous. And so, no, I don't think they need to be together. I do. So there, were, there was another thing that came up, this concept of, like, coming out, right? Well, if you don't tell me, I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, that, mm -hmm. and that's fine with me. The, the presenter um, actually talked about, the presenter of the training that I mentioned earlier, actually talked about the concept of inviting in. And I actually thought it was beautiful. And I thought that was amazing, right? To be able to say, you are a part of my community. I want to share this part of myself with you. And make. I don't have to come out to my employer. I might be able to invite in with maybe a coworker that I trust. Mm -hmm. You know, invite in who you want to be a part of your Black people don't have that. Every, I was, <laughs> there was a weird, there was a post on Facebook and this one guy was like, oh, I'm hiring this Snoop Dogg on 420. And I'm like, y'all keep talking about Snoop Dogg smoking weed. Like he doesn't also own multiple businesses. This man has a whole <laughs> wine line, right? Mm -hmm. But like it was, and then all the white people in the comments were like, oh, it's Snoop Dogg with double G. Oh yeah, right, get him straight. Oh, it's actually <laughs> S to the N to the double O. I was like, are you okay? Like these were the comments and it was just white people like typing lines of Snoop Dogg with we cannot gatekeep our own community. We cannot invite in. People simply take. Yeah. They simply take. And I'm not even talking about cultural appropriation anymore because I'm sick of that that terminology. Culture is for everybody and I'm showing you appreciation and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I did not invite you in. So you coming in, sitting down on my couch, telling me how nice my couch is and how much you love my home and it's so great here. I did not invite you in. You are essentially breaking and entering. You are unwanted and unwelcome. No matter how kind you are when you get here, if I didn't invite you in, it's a violation. And that is something that this, there's like one group of people that just doesn't seem to understand that because they cannot seem to accept the fact that you cannot have access to everything simply because it exists. You see it and you want it and you should be able to have it. And that is simply that nobody else gets to move like that. That's what they're used to. That's it's what they're used to, but it is. Yeah. They have but but in relation to in regards to the civil rights movement, though, that mentality has completely undermined everything that we've tried to do. Which is why seventy years on, we've not made any progress. Because I can say, you know what, I'm going to work with underserved populations, and then here comes Karen. <laughs> I just want, and so that's who's running the the program mm -hmm. in this particular community not all the social workers might be we got a plantation system in place though you yeah. got an overseer and you got a plantation mm -hmm. you got you you know you got the big boss and you might have black workers out in the community the foot soldiers doing the work but we can't get funding for certain stuff because she's still the one deciding who pushes what paperwork through who signs off on what how even we might get grant funding for a program how she determines the money is going to be spent or how we're going to work a program can can out you know can impact outcomes bottom line is we are not able to invite in people simply come in and take over and say oh no this includes me because i'm lgqia uh, oh i'm lgbtqia oh no this includes me because i'm a white woman minority um this includes me because well i just feel like you know this is reverse racism and so as That's a result, as a result, we're marching for the same thing since 1950, whenever, and it is now 2023. 
we are what 70 some odd years into the fight with no end in sight nope. no real progress no lasting improvements we still cannot get a voters rights law passed how are we sharing civil rights with gay people like i just yeah i know it, it sounds hateful i'm not but are we we're, we're not sharing anything we don't we still don't have that we don't have we that don't so have they it. have so something we, we don't anything. have yeah. you're right we're not sharing we're waiting for our turn yeah still still after still. all these years still still and god forbid us advocate for ourselves because again we go back to what do you want why are you here you still is, here right what are you complaining about like why are you so mad <laughs> yeah and why then, are we so love, mad and i love hearing like Oh my God, you're talking about something that happened 200 years ago. And I'm like, nobody's talking about slavery. I'm talking about the you did last week. Yeah. I'm talking about that thing that happened in the break room two days ago. Yeah. You know, that, and, that comment and what about- what you're doing to me right now. What you're doing and, and to tomorrow. me right now and, and the comments yeah. you're, you're making about how I speak or, you know, you feeling like you can copy what I'm saying. And it's, and, and please stop pretending it's out of genuine concern or actual interest or any modicum of sincere friendship or connection. It's really, uh, so much of it is mockery. And gaslighting. And gaslighting and control. Gaslighting. Like I see I see a lot of controlling because essentially they end up gatekeeping so much of what like we are trying to get certain things done and they go, oh no, we can't do it like that. Oh no. Like, I mean, Abigail was talking earlier about the difference between how some students at a particular school were treated versus other students at a particular school and so the the handbook is there and you're supposed to go by that but we but they gatekeep and they they are able to use their discretion to determine how the letter of the law is going That's to be right. interpreted and fulfilled and we always end up on the short side we always end up with the short end of the stick and it's so like it, i'm like even, I'm when you show, even when you show them the discrepancy they yeah. still deny it. It's right. like, what are you talking about? They'll say the, the 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 black boy that was shot going to pick up his younger brother, and people saying, "Oh, it's because he's black." Oh no, it's not because he was black. The man was terrified. But if it had been a gay person, it would have been like, "Oh, it's because he was gay." It's, right. It, it, then that scenario would have been absolutely right because that's a hate crime. That's we believe. Right. We believed he killed we him because he was gay. Exactly. And he was a he was a gay. Thing. Like it would have changed the whole it language. Changed the whole thing. But I. Also but then just, the question is, how did he know he was gay? Well, he was wearing rainbow hair. Like, right. so this is the thing. How did they just? So I can't wear rainbow because I love rainbow. My seven-year-old nephew loves rainbow. So you know what I'm saying? I mean, like so, the state of Hawaii has a thing with rainbows. You so, cannot just like. How do you come? Like, how do you co-opt a natural phenomenon to like this? I symbol that was actually the symbols between Noah and God. Like, how do you take the covenant between? the Jews who survived the flood yeah. and God and, and take that to be like, I'm, I'm so confused, but that really, so then when we start having that conversation again, it's like, you know, right wing hateful Christian. And that doesn't describe me at all, but like, it's like, again, it is no boundaries, no limit setting. It's just all like everything is taken and we are still, we're still sitting here with empty plates. You so, might've let me come to the table, but I'm still not getting served. Mm. Yeah, I'm sitting over here waiting on the potatoes just keep missing me, and I don't understand. You got gravy, 
and B Wellington <laughs> and like all like all the sides, everything down there. I'm still I feel waiting. Like we're, I, I feel like we're we're not even facing. We're at the table, but we're not even facing the table. I feel like our back is turned. Like we don't even get I'm, to see the food. But even at the table, you won't bring me a, a fork. You won't bring me. Yeah. You tell, like I still don't. I yeah. still don't have what I need. I still have to watch. No matter where I am in the room, at the table, by the door, serving. Yeah. Because <laughs> y'all like that. Um, I'm still mm. not getting what I need. And and, that, and all of I that need. is our fault too. On yeah, top no, of it, all it always that, is because you've been fault. in this country 500 years. Why haven't you taken advantage of the opportunities provided you? Never mind that yeah. that uh, 400 of those I was enslaved. But like whatever. Yeah. And so this is the thing, like, I, I definitely think human rights is probably a, a better choice. I do believe yes. we need to go above and beyond the powers that be here mm-hmm. in the United States if we're going to receive any human rights and be treated as human beings. Um, how do we do that? Do we start writing letters? Well, like, first thing we do is we start practicing their practice of inviting in. Mm. There are certain people who are in my community and others who are not. And when people approach me, pre- like, pretending that they're in my community, they need to be cut off. They need to be ignored. They need to be freezed out. You know, like I'm not accepting that because I didn't invite you into my particular community. Somebody else over there may not have any boundaries. They may not have any problem mm. with it, but I do. And we need, like those of us who feel that we really need to adopt that. And if they're offended, then so be it. Cause I've been offended for a really long time. And, and this is the thing, like we I feel like everybody else gets to exclude yes. other people and, yes. and we don't get to, we don't get to make exclude. those choices. It's like, again, it's the reverse, it's for property, reverse racism. Anyway, I know we're running out of time. My name is Dale Marshall. I have Abigail, Kimberly and Natasha. Thank you for joining us. This is the Kitchen Sink Podcast. See you next time. Bye.